This is a crowd podcast. Welcome to Go Love Yourself, the podcast where we're all trying to love ourselves a little bit more. You are worthy of complete and total joy in the body that you're in, so take whatever step you have in you right now today. It will get better. He had quite a busy week. Oh my last god, week. it was a crazy <laughs> week last week. Yeah, Matt took me away for our anniversary, spoiled me absolutely rotten. I was such a spoiled brat, like, because it was obviously the hottest day of the year. And I was like, where are we going? What are we doing? I don't want to do anything. Like, it's too hot to move. Can we cancel it? Um, and I really didn't want to be ungrateful, but I just, I don't cope well in the heat anyway. But anyway, he had it all planned out. We had a beautiful, beautiful time until. <laughs> <laughs> You know when like new parents talk about punamis? Ew! <laughs> so basically, right, I, f- I started feeling really unwell after the meal, but I just went to bed because I was so tired. But yeah, woke up, was so ill, both ends. It was like that scene out of Bridesmaids, to be honest with you. I didn't like, <laughs> I didn't happening. know what it's end. Happening. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what end to put on the toilet. And then thank God for Matt, honestly, like it was so good because oh god I don't know if I should say this or not it's probably gonna make the daily mail but fuck it I actually did shit the bed it was that bad Lauren I was so ill no oh honestly in the shard honestly so Matt is absolutely mortified that we're probably gonna be banned now and his phrase is that Laura shit herself in the shard so thanks that everyone for listening <laughs> to my lovely story there what a romantic anniversary yeah bake off Laura shit herself in the shard <laughs> shit herself in the shard you can just hear it can't you it's got a nice ring to it there you go <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh dear but apart from that it was a really good day well happy anniversary and we're a bit i'm a big fan of both of y'all and i'm the third person in your marriage so just deal with <laughs> you it are. matt officially loves you why is lauren single like i just don't understand why why is lauren single? like she's literally amazing i'm like yeah all right i know like <laughs> why you nubbin i need an update on that actually that situation but first i want to hear about you and i also want to talk about your living room because you finally painted it i uh, shockingly i painted it pink no and probably every single person i ever asked an opinion on on what to do in my living room everyone either said do not paint it pink or paint it whatever color it's a bit like fashion you know when people tell you not to wear something like i literally had someone the other day say yo you shouldn't be wearing horizontal stripes they make you look bigger i was like all right hun okay i'm probably just gonna do whatever i want like do that with your houses as well your houses are kind of like they should bring you joy and so I painted my living room and and I genuinely think it looks great and it isn't too much I think it's like I mean I don't really like using this word um but it is it's bougie isn't it like it's It's really bougie bougie. it's ridiculous and I had to put up a reel uh, with the sound of using imagine if I had to share this space with a man (laughs) (laughs) could you imagine absolutely not yeah no Uh, thanks anyway I will give you an update on dating maybe next week because we've got something to talk about today so some of you saw there was a segment on loose women last week Uh, for those of you not in the UK loose women is like a a chat show like with like a all female panel it's kind of like the view in the US if anyone watches that so basically they were having a debate about whether or not there should be like cigarette style labels on junk food it was just so annoying like essentially what you've got is these four middle-aged slim women talking about why being fat is wrong in all cases very patronising but in some cases really like they contradict themselves as well because they're talking about being fat in terms of like having poor health where Colleen Nolan's just sat there and said that she still smokes it's just like the only 
possible outcome of being fat is that you're unhealthy. And I just, it makes me really angry because I don't think that I am, that I'm aware of. I'm bigger, I wear a size 20, but I'm okay, hon. Yeah, and and the same, like I grow up and water swimming three times a week and I eat Mm. really well, like I eat too much. But also like that doesn't make me, I don't think particularly unhealthy. Like I think they need to look at the health for every size movement. And I just found it, like you said, extremely patronising and there was no acknowledgement of the nuances around why people are overweight as well. And the thing that pissed me off the most, and it really did boil my piss, Janet Street Porter, if you're listening, was when she said that young girls think it's fashionable now to be overweight. And I'm like, sorry, I don't think that is true in any it's shape or form. It's not true. It's categorically right? And I untrue. think what has happened is that... You know, social media gets a very, very bad reputation, understandably sometimes. But one of the good things I think it, it has done is that it has highlighted this toxic diet culture that we have all grown up with, that our mums have grown up with, that their mums grew up with, and it's now calling it out as bullshit. So do you know what, Janet Street Porter? Maybe the beaches are full of slightly heavier women, but maybe they're fucking happy because they're not starving themselves. Hallelujah! Right? My God! I just thought, for me, that whole conversation just was so fat phobic, and it just really, like, it just reiterated the, the, the fact that some people think that the worst thing in you can be in the world is fat. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, oh yeah, it's just all, it's such a problem. Like we just need to fix it. And actually sometimes I don't think like, I just don't like the narrative that fat people need to be fixed. Like actually, can we not just exist? Can we not just be happy and like leave us alone? Uh, One of the reactions on Twitter, I think really kind of hit the nail on the head for me as well, because I've spoken about this so many times before, but there is no help for people unless they literally want to go to Weight Watchers or a slimming club, which I don't think we know. 95% of diets don't work. Someone on Twitter said, I've waited over five years to get medical and psychological help for being overweight. I've tried everything. Trust me, fat shaming does no good. We are human beings too. Food issues are addictions, same as drugs and alcohol. And I couldn't agree more, but we're we're not met with the same sympathy or help, is it? It's not. It just feels like we just went back five years, 10 years, because we've got some middle-aged skinny woman telling me that Mm. I'm unhealthy, that I'm telling young girls that it's okay to be fat and unhealthy, fat and unhealthy apparently being, you know, like one sentence. It's a really interesting subject and conversation to have, but have when you have got the information. And this was clearly, they were told two hours before the show, right, we're talking about this today, and then they just went with their opinions, not fact. And you've got however many thousands of people still watch this show. I do not watch. I think it's absolute trash. It's the equivalent of clickbait, but for like the telly version of clickbait online, isn't it? It was just like done for reactions. Like, and also like, I'm so fucking sick of fat people being like the kind of easy target for the joke. And that's what it felt like as well. Like, oh, they're easy punchline. Like, ah, let's just all hate on the fat people. Like, fuck everyone else. Oh, and obviously that, you know, they bought in the pandemic of like, oh, you know, everyone who had COVID and was struggling in hospital was fat. No, not everyone. She was like, I think it was Denise who said, oh, if you speak to anyone that works in a hospital, you'll know this. I was like, well, I can tell you, no, yes, it it did disproportionately affect bigger people. However, there were some slim people and healthy people that died and struggled with COVID and still do. It's not just a fat problem. Same as Janet, uh, fat people don't just go for a jar of sauce. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. She was like, oh yeah, you know, basically essentially fat people don't want to cook yeah the fat and lazy narrative like are we not over that like it's 2022 are we not not done the opinions on that show are generally archaic and i don't watch it i think it needs a complete u-haul and and turn around they need to get us on babes but anyway it's a different story so overall just a really awful horrible discussion Uh, but luckily 
today's guest uh, could not have come at a better time because she's an actual <laughs> ray of sunshine and proof that you can be healthy at any size. She is an absolute queen. So let's get her on. Our lovely listeners, today's guest is so freaking cool. She is a body positive fitness trainer and she is on a mission to encourage women to do whichever adventures they want. I'm just obsessed. She is, okay, I have a list for you. She's a surfer, she's a yogi, she's a hiker, she's a diver. Am I missing anything? Possibly. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) So am I. A big, warm, go love yourself welcome to Kanoa Green. How are you today? I'm fabulous. I mean, how can you not be with this energy? You two are amazing. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) We're literally going off your energy. And also, like, we've just had quick chats before we started recording. I'm already obsessed with your laugh. It's the cutest thing ever. I just love. (laughs) But, uh, Kanoa, before we start, whenever we have a guest on uh, Go Love Yourself, we always like to ask this question. So kind of like our motto here and our favourite thing to say is, like, the way you look is the least interesting thing about you because that is true so minus that list of things that I just said or that could be it <laughs> what is the most interesting thing about you Kanoa <laughs> it's a good question though, because it makes you think outside the box I think the most interesting thing about me is that I am outside of the box you know it's I've came into this industry not having an example of what fitness should look like for me, right? There is no like, how do we do this without all of the diet culture stuff attached to it? How I've created my life, everything about I'm literally like the most untraditional out of the box person, which makes my whole life and perspective interesting. So I think that's kind of where it starts. We love that. We love you. For anyone, any of our listeners that don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the fitness industry? Yeah, it's so funny because if you would have asked me 10 years ago if I would be in fitness, it would be no. I went to university to be an opera singer. Like I did. And I pursued my bachelor and my master's. I was dedicated. I thought I would spend my whole life in tiaras and ball gowns just like screaming at people all day. That's what I thought. That was the dream. I'm like, I never imagined I would be living my life in workout clothes. Like what is happening? But... (laughs) But I ended up falling into a corporate career. I knew that music wasn't, that life was not for me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I also knew that, you know, the corporate world really wasn't for me either. And I took the leap. I didn't know what it would be. I just knew that I had a heart to help women. I didn't know what area, what industry that would be in. And I always loved the energy within fitness you know I loved going with my girlfriends and we would like look cute and then go out for brunch afterwards (laughs) like it was just some (laughs) you know great music there was I just I loved the energy I never in a million years thought that I would ever have any type of career in it because I had never seen someone like me you know it's different now in the last maybe four or five years where we thankfully through social media we're getting to see that more I think we're able to influence it more but you know seven years ago I there is no one <laughs> and so I thought maybe yeah, there wasn't really wasn't was there no there wasn't health at every size or body positive fitness or fitness for everyone those were not hashtags seven years ago so <laughs> you know we weren't finding community we weren't finding each other we weren't seeing us represented in any media at that time Uh, So the idea of me even doing it as a career was just unfathomable, maybe as a hobby. That's kind of thought where I would find my niche of, 
you know, I want to find and discover movement that works for me because I had my whole life associated exercise, fitness workouts with, I have to lose weight. I have to diminish my body, shrink my body in order to be beautiful, worthy, fit in, accepted, all of those things. And there was so much shame and embarrassment and just the weight of anxiety of going into fitness spaces with that. And I thought, I love being there, but there has to be a way where I can do it and truly enjoy it and myself, right? Like I can, I can come out and go in just celebrating who I am, where I am. And that's when I thought, you know, I don't know what the plan is, but I'm just going to share my journey doing it and discovering what that looks like for me. And it evolved because as I learned and as I discovered, wait a second, like this is fun. <laughs> I do belong here mm. and I can mm. find purpose in movement that makes sense for me. That is filled with joy and excitement and intentionality yeah, that's away from that. that. And, yeah. uh, you know, it was just how do I pay that forward and help share what little bit I know as I'm learning with other people. And it's just over the seven years now we're we're here. Can we clone you or pay for you to come and live over in the yes. UK? Thanks. Um, no, <laughs> yes. that's such an interesting point, because I think that we, me certainly, and I think probably Lauren as well, like would agree with me have always been like kind of thinking that like exercise is a punishment like I remember yes. like shouting out the name to Childline like running around like the field at school because I was like oh this is shit this is torture and I think you're right it should be fun I think the other the point that you made is so interesting as well is about you know I'm not thinking that the fitness industry is for people that look like us because so often I think fitness the fitness industry is more seen as an aesthetic and like yes. you know when people talk about gym bunnies I always think like of those people like as these kind of like elite different almost otherworldly people and actually like it's like we sh- we're all on a spectrum aren't we I guess in yes. like all things in life and then fitness like we, we there's a place for all of us I, and I, yes. I love the fact that you are representing for us bigger girls and so Saying, actually you can enjoy movement and it can be fun I think that's so refreshing and just amazing what you're doing and I think it's this idea also that I've latched on to is that we are athletes regardless of where we're starting on our journey right I thought of this idea of athletes go to work out to strengthen their body to gain skills for mobility flexibility whatever that is why is it that all of a sudden if you're in a larger body, that goes away. Like it's no longer about that at all. It's purely about the aesthetic. And I said, that's not fair because what I discovered is I like doing things outside. I didn't know I would. I thought I was just like, I love to shop. That's all I thought I could do. (laughs) Because again, I never saw bodies like mine in the outdoors doing the things that I love. So I just assumed that I couldn't. The industry didn't have gear for me, didn't have equipment, it didn't have clothes for me. So I thought, okay, I can't do that. But through fitness, I discovered I can hike, I can paddleboard and kayak and surf. So why can't I go into a gym and work on the things that help me do the things that I love, just as you would say, like an Olympic athlete would go and train for for a sport, you know, and and that was the light bulb for me of, I can do that. I can work on what my body needs, whether it's physical, whether it's mental, whether I just need to get you know, frustrations out. This space is here for me, however I need it to be. How did you start that flip the switch of like, okay, do you know what? Yeah, this is for me. And this is what I'm going to do. How did you first start that movement for you? I mean, it's difficult because I, again, out of the box. And if you're going to tell me something I can't 
do it, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Same girl. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm such a rebel. <laughs> right. It's like, well, I'm going to do it. That's why a lot of my early years in fitness spaces in yoga studios was standing in the back Right. I, it's like, don't look at me. Oh, I <laughs> always did that. I've never right. stood at the front. It's like, let me stand at the back. Let me figure it out. Let me move how I want to move. And once I realize no one else is paying attention to me, everyone is worried about themselves. And then I started carrying this confidence and owning the confidence that I felt. And I realized that everyone was reacting to it. And now when I walk into space, especially now when I'm leading workouts and I walk in and people sometimes will approach me and think that I'm a beginner and it's my first time ever in a gym. And then I walk to the front to lead a class. I feel like a lot of people respond to what you're bringing there, right? And I, and it's a lot of work. It, to say that, you know, I started with a ton of confidence would not be truthful. To say today that there aren't moments where I get shaken, you know, walking up in front of a class of a thousand people, you know, so you, it's it's there's still growth that's happening, but it's just knowing that you want this for yourself. You'll stumble. You'll fall. It won't be perfect. It'll be uncomfortable. But you are worthy of having complete and total joy in the body that you're in. So take whatever step you have in you right now today. And I promise you, if you keep doing that, it will get better. What is the reaction like, generally? Like, I imagine most people are really supportive, but have you had mixed reactions and how have you dealt with that? It's amazing because we all know, you know, the internet can be a dumpster fire and <laughs> social media for sure. Yep. <laughs> we know. surprisingly, I have not had trolls. I have not had a lot of negativity. You know, I'm not someone to respond to that and give it energy because I, I created my social media platform from day one for me and to create a safe space for me. And I am even more protective that I know that there's people and community around that. I don't want people to see comments that are directed towards me and internalize that. I deflect everything. And I think thankfully has grown where it keeps the naysayers out. Yeah, I love your perspective of you thinking about your community when you have these negative comments because I've never really thought about it that way. Yeah, I had that. I was just no, thinking that. No, just, it's really, really interesting. So I've only just really sort of started growing a, a small following and, and I've had some real negativity and I've never thought about it in a way that you're so consumed by that hate and how it affects you. I haven't thought about the effect that it has on this wonderful bunch of women who now follow me and, and us and the pod and who are reading it. And that's a really lovely perspective. And so I think for us, as we grow, we, we have a thick skin and we know how to work and process through that, but there might be someone mm. who's new. There might be, you know, a young woman who comes on that page and it's, a challenge for her to read that and not feel that that's directed towards her. And that's what I'm not going to have happen. Mm. Oh my, my God, you've changed face. my whole life. I'm not going to engage because I, I don't engage with it, but I, sometimes it's like, it's like an itch you want to scratch. I like, I need to know what these horrible comments are saying and I do <laughs> yes. read them. I'm not going to read them anymore. I'm just blocking, <laughs> delete, yeah, off. Yes. Bye, see you later. Yes. I don't want no part of it. Oh, I love this. I'm so happy that you haven't had that negativity. I, I really like genuinely like I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. Brilliant. I mean, I really you like literal but... sunshine in a person. Actual in sunshine. Form, yeah. Actual yeah. sunshine. So like how so... much of an asshole would you feel like if you came to yeah. my page? <laughs> <laughs> 
it's like golden retriever energy and I mean that in the couldn't be more of a compliment <laughs> yes. that's the highest yeah. compliment you can give a person and you're basically look, it's like you're slapping a golden retriever you don't yeah. do that so right. it's like okay <laughs> of the list of activities that I just read out and that's probably about half the ones that you actually do what is your favourite activity? I love a challenge you know whether it's just mentally in any capacity and so you know, that's why I've latched on to surfing. You know, I'm still very much a beginner and I, there's still a lot to learn. You look so cool on a surfboard. Everyone check that out. <laughs> but I love the child because, and again, it's one of those that I feel really defies the space, right? When we, when people are saying big bodies don't belong in, you know, a yoga class or a cardio dance, how many, how much more is there disbelief around plus size bodies in surfing? I mean, a lot. To put it in context, like 2020 was the first time I was featured in Surf Girl magazine, which was the first time we've seen a plus size body in any sort of media being celebrated. And so that's only 2020. So that's very recent. That's amazing. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. But it's, you know, for me, I feel like if we can make a space there we can make more progress in that. So for me, surfing was just like, it's a really big challenge. It's very athletic. And that goes to the idea of like, plus size bodies are fit. It does not matter what shape or size or even where level you are, right? Fitness looks a lot of different ways. And so that's why I love that's. I mean, it's super fun. And of course you're like in the ocean, which is my happy place. <laughs> and I only surf in tropical waters. So. so I just, I love all the aspects of it, the fun, the community, but then also the actual physical challenge that's fantastic how do you think we can like change the perceptions like you mentioned earlier about like what people think plus size women can do and there is a certain I think perception about bigger people in general that like we're fat we're lazy we don't do anything we don't enjoy exercise how do you think we can over overcome that and change that perception I think it's just do it do the things that you've wanted to do I'd always wanted to surf I grew up in Florida and Hawaii So I was surrounded by that culture. And it's one of those things that I thought that would be cool. And it wasn't until I decided, you know, I don't see anyone like me, but I'm going to do it anyway. And how many more of us have these, who knows what that is. Maybe it's kite surfing. Maybe I, I don't know what it is. I've seen a group of plus size women who summited uh, Kilimanjaro and did that trek. And that to me, watching that journey opens my eyes to there is nothing that our bodies cannot do. The only way that we do that is stepping into whatever that is that you want for yourself. It doesn't have to be surfing. It could be whatever it is. But us just living our best lives, I think, helps change the narrative and inspires and helps people to then have the courage to to live their best Definitely, life. Definitely, yeah. It sounds cheesy, but it's like, be the change you want to see in the world, I think. Exactly. Like, it sounds like that's your attitude. And I love that. Because you can't tell a person's health, I think, by looking at them. I think often people think that you can. And I know that there are certain limitations when you are, like, bigger, for example. Like, it sometimes does affect your mobility. Like, for me, I've noticed, like, my left knee's a bit far. But that's so individual because it's not to say that someone who's thin does not have the exactly. same mobility. Exactly, yeah. No. And it's funny because I had, we talked before we hopped on about the fact that I ended up in an ER and it was completely stress related because of an ulcer. And it was interesting because doctors, teams of doctors came in and I think everyone just assumed because I'm in a fat, a larger body 
that there would be all of these health things. And it was amazing to say at the end, you know, they came in and they were like, uh, we need to help healthy people. They're like, you're like all everything <laughs> about me was healthy. I just had stress and I ended up in an ER. And I think even having conversations with doctors in that setting, honestly, I think was a privilege of having to be there because then it changed their perception of the light bulb went on of her numbers are great, her blood pressure, everything is absolutely healthy. We're looking at this plus size body that is fit, that is athletic. She just has a lot of stress and doesn't know how to manage that and is here. <laughs> it's the first thing that people often think about though, isn't it? Like when you do yes. go to GP and stuff, like it's always like, I've got like, oh, I've got an ear infection. Oh, well, if you just lost some weight, it would help. Exactly. And it's like, oh. <laughs> You're like, really? It's time for a quick ad break to tell you all about BetterHelp, who are sponsoring today's episode. BetterHelp is a video, phone and live chat therapy service that can be more affordable and accessible than in-person therapy. So definitely a good place to start if you're considering therapy. You can even be matched with a therapist in less than 48 hours. Yeah, we talk a lot on this podcast about self-care because it's so easy to forget to take care of your brain, but it's so important. There's only one you, you've got one brain for your whole life, and we don't always treat ourselves or our minds with the respect they deserve, let's be honest. And that can have huge impacts on how you experience life, so it's really important to take time to care for your mind. Yes, and therapy can be a great way to do that. Me personally, like I've had it several times in my life, and I can genuinely say it has changed my life for the better. I think everyone should do therapy um uh, i know you're the same laura aren't you it's life changing and life saving and you know the last time i did it it has given me tips and tricks on how to deal with things that i go through like on a daily basis and i can do it now i haven't done it for a while and i i, I remember those and it's helping me like manage my mental health so much better now if you fancy giving better help a try and joining the two million people who've already used better help you can get 10 percent off your first month by going to betterhelp.com forward slash go love that's b-e-t-t-e-r-h-e-l-p.com slash go love what you said earlier, I wanted just to touch on again, and it was about the fact that you haven't had negativity online, which is fantastic. And I wanted to bring up something that we saw in the UK here, oh God, like six months ago, Laura. It was a sports brand had put a plus size mannequin and it was a plus size mannequin wearing a, I think, leggings and a sports bra. And the reaction was disgusting because it was like, you're promoting obesity and all this yeah. bullshit that they come up with something new, whatever. But it was also like, okay, so world, you really, really want fat people to lose weight, but you will not accept them wearing the clothes that they might want to wear to the gym to lose weight or participate in activities that you do. The hypocrisy just drives me mad. And you must see it so much in your industry. Absolutely. I mean, especially when you're working as a fitness professional in a gym, right? It's just... Why are we not making these spaces welcomed for the people that want to be there regardless, especially if as a society, you're going to tell them they need to be there, but then you do everything to exclude them from being there. And how does that even make sense? And it it doesn't. <laughs> it does not make any sense. That's literally it, isn't it? You're making our lives impossible being fat, but then you make it impossible to be anything other than fat because you don't let us into your spaces like in a, in a welcoming right. way. And I feel like that was a huge even disconnect in the outdoor space because what we found through COVID and the pandemic 
were a lot of people finding movement and joyful movement outdoors. But then again, what are we finding for plus size bodies, larger bodies is there's not boards big enough. There's not gear for them to enjoy these spaces. There's not a welcoming space and community for them in there either. You know, it's why are we allowing just partial people to have these opportunities the outdoors is yeah. for everyone it's outdoors <laughs> it's like your neighborhood but that's it if you even like as a plus size person if you can even get through the, the the diet culture bullshit that you've grown up with and you get your foot in the door of like going to do an activity outside or in the gym and the equipment isn't suitable for you that's is can be heartbreaking but i must say on that point i saw your video of when you went cycling and i didn't know this was a thing and you can have a plus size saddle and how do i get me one i need that that's amazing because literally I pl- like i'm so much ass so like i want to have a saddle that fits me that's so cool it's amazing i used to take spin classes and even teach them and i love cycling and i remember people just telling me you'll get used to the feeling of that seat and i'm like ah that area is not ever really good it's It's not painful isn't it isn't it (laughs) It so so painful and i've just dealt with it and i've done i mean thankfully we've started seeing brands that would create the bike shorts with the cushion and the chamois like built into that area so it gives you a little bit of padding but that's i mean uh, like for me it's it's still a lot of weight to be pressed onto that seat and feel it's not comfortable so it's wonderful because our bike tech came and he was like you should ask for a plus size saddle and I was like what is that <laughs> and I asked the the bike company they're like oh yes we have we have those options Lauren we need to find out if they do these in the UK right do this in the UK but also things like um plus size paddle boards because I've been paddle boarding and I found that really difficult because I'm like I need more space to maneuver this big body on this board and stuff like I didn't know that was a thing. How many people out there? I'm yes. stopping myself doing these. I love bike riding. Literally, there's nothing. I... Have you been to London, Kanoa? I have. In your life. As an as an opera singer. <laughs> so was it. Oh, wow. <laughs> We're going to need you to sing us out at the end. Is that all right? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> no, that's not happening. No. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, sing for free for us. <laughs> 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 anyway I think my point was that I love going bike riding on the free bikes and I love doing it and I haven't done it because I think my ass would just absorb the seat but now I know there's seats I think I could do that now but that's why I wanted to venture into you know obviously creating safe space within fitness but then creating canoe adventures and spaces where we had gear and equipment because it's true even with surfing when I first took my lessons in 2018 in Costa Rica I couldn't stand on the board and I'm think I'm going in there I'm like oh I'm going to do this like I <laughs> I'm a trainer I know I have the strength to do this I have I'm a yoga instructor I have the flexibility but it wasn't until we had the discussion of we need a bigger board and it was a matter of switching from trying to surf on a surfboard to a paddle board which is completely valid and possible then I was able to stand up and then I was really able to experience that and in, in a way that worked well for my body and so it's just helping people within the industry and then creating the spaces where we're connecting the dots so that people can enjoy whatever that is to do that comfortably and safe for their bodies because they do belong there. It's just a matter of us thinking outside of this box that they've put us in and Mm. then thinking of what are all the ways that we're possible to do this. It's interesting because I find that even with the surfing and the paddleboard scenario, they've done that for larger athletes, for like footballers in that go on vacation. But for some reason, for plus size bodies, when you show up, they don't 
connect the dots and think they should put you on. Uh, and I'm like, that's what's happening. <laughs> it's discrimination at the end it of the day. Is. And it's it lazy. is exactly and that. It's, it is that. It's not fair. I really want to go surfing now. And I've got the song, Everybody Gone Surfing, yeah. in my head. Yeah. Sorry. In the USA. <laughs> okay, cool. And now I've got that out of my system. Thank you. Um, now, I do genuinely want to go surfing, though. I am worried that I wouldn't be able to get up, though. So about a year and a half ago, I was on a Hindu and I did an aqua park and this, the wetsuit, like, just fit. But I did it and I, like, kind of made a pledge to myself there and then. I was like, I am not going to let my weight or my size stand in the way of me doing anything I've I've let it affect me and hold me back my whole life like, I'm not doing that anymore and hence why I want to do the open swimming but like even finding a wetsuit there was literally one company that that went up to my size it was like it's so limiting and I find that really sad and frustrating and also like I had to pay I think probably like three maybe four times the price what? of a normal wetsuit because I was talking to my brother about it and I I said I'd rather that I'd ripped it with my acrylics like the first time I put it on I ripped it and I was like brilliant I went that's like <laughs> 120 quid's worth of kit just like ruined already and he was like how much I was like well how much was yours then he was like like 30 and I was like oh my god that, exactly. that's so unfair like I do yeah it does make me cross I do feel like there isn't the thought of, of it like even like you said like the size of paddle waters, the size of seats and things it's already very hard when you're plus size to kind of love yourself in a world that doesn't love you back and I feel like the fitness yes. world in particular I, I do think it's changing and I think representation like you've it we've got with people like you really is really helping things but I just wish we were a little bit further along because I still feel judgment and I still feel like there are barriers there there are but it's an opportunity for all of us to be part of the change and I and I think it's important for listeners and people to know that you don't have to be an influencer you don't have to be a fitness professional you don't have to be a celebrity to have impact talk to your local gym if you're in a studio and you feel that there's something that's not accommodating for you say something if you go into a store and they're not carrying your size in store but they have it online have that conversation with someone I feel like a lot of times at least my community feels like yes I do work with a lot of brands on the back end of how are we able to change this what needs to be out there but to say that you don't have influence and impact in your own community I mean as a consumer they want like you have buying power and so you just saying something it plants a seed and then if we're all planting seeds then it does make an impact having representation in these spaces as well and seeing people who look like you doing the things that you want to do is so amazing but you don't need to be an influencer or even a gym instructor or anything like that to do that you could just be yourself being in your body going to that gym class you wanted to do and someone else might pass you on the street in your gym gear go oh my god she's doing it why can't I do it the more people do it you know the fact that I've seen you cycle I want to go out and cycle now and I've seen I just so want to try aerial hoop and just like dangle off a hula hoop in the oh, air. Oh, you'd love that. Yeah. Right? I, I am like categorically like, okay, I'm way too heavy for that. But I've seen you, Kanoa, dangling in a sheet doing aerial <laughs> yoga. And I'm like, because yes. I've seen someone do it, I now know it's a possibility. I'm, I would never have seen that before. Even a couple of years ago, I probably wouldn't have seen that. If we all do it, and then you as our listeners, if you all do what you want to do, then more people are going to see you doing it. And then they might try too. And it just, the world just might become a bit more inclusive for us and also advocating for us as well like until recently 
I would put up with quite a lot of things because I just felt embarrassed about my size. So things like restaurant chairs. If a restaurant chair was too small, I'd just put up with it and be uncomfortable. And now I'm really trying to be a bit like, actually, do you know what can I move? And like not being too embarrassed. But again, it's that because the world doesn't really like fat people, let's be honest. It, it is hard. But I think we all do need to be more vocal and, and things like that. Like you said, standing up for ourselves in shops if we haven't got things in our size or if we see equipment, for example, that isn't built for bigger bodies, it's really hard to do because it does make you feel vulnerable doesn't it putting yourself out there but I feel like we're not going to see change unless we do kind of say our piece absolutely and part of that perspective also is knowing they don't know what they don't know so I've learned that in a lot of these different industries because I'm trying to change so many at the same time what what you learn in these conversations is they don't know to have chairs without arms because they haven't had to think about it they do not live in a world that does not accommodate their bodies so they it is not even in a frame of reference so it's a matter of maybe the one person you saying something you can see it they're like I never thought of that because I've never experienced it and it can be as simple as that I literally was in Costa Rica earlier this year looking at having a, a plus size retreat their adventure sign retreat. me up I'm on my way <laughs> <laughs> and looking at their chairs and looking at the accommodations and just having that conversation with their owner and they they didn't mm. know and they were so quick to make the change because they wanted people to feel comfortable but no one had ever said anything and I get that being plus size my whole life I've always felt embarrassed and I didn't want to say anything I didn't want to draw attention to myself so I understand that but then I realized if I don't say something for me and for other people who is right so it's like it might as well be me and I'm okay taking the brunt of that and being the first if it means someone else will have a better experience oh my god you're gonna make me cry that's so nice can you please talk us through your adventure retreats because I've seen them and they look freaking fabulous (laughs) tell us more what happens on an adventure retreat well it was the idea of people seeing me do the things on social media and media. That's a wonderful thing. But to a point that you made earlier, Laura, it's if you go there and they don't have the wetsuit, they don't have the gear and you've put, you've already put yourself out there to to, to show up mm. and then to experience that, how discouraging you may never do that again. You, you have maybe felt so discouraged in that moment. You're like, I tried it. Obviously, I'm not supposed to be here. And so for me, it was like, I need to create space that actually makes it happen, where you don't aren't just inspired, but you actually get to experience that you can do all of these things. So the adventure retreats, we had the first one in Greece in 2020. And, you know, it was just a little bit of relaxation because we came out of the pandemic. But the, <laughs> but the women also wanted to paddleboard uh, because that's something a lot of people see me do. They're like, I want it. I want to paddleboard and maybe yeah. then I can surf. And so moving forward, it was really about how do we curate these experiences that incorporates cycling, that incorporates surfing, all different types of sports and adventures for people to discover and explore everything that they really can do and that it doesn't matter your shape or size or even mobility. Like there's ways to work around that. Laura, you Mm. mentioned standing up on a surfboard, you know, surfing, you don't necessarily have to stand up. You can surf on your knees and it's a fun and an amazing experience. Like it doesn't have to look how we've been taught it needs to look. It's the same thing in fitness, right? We see yogis and our, my yoga experience definitely does not look like a lot of people's yoga experiences. (laughs) Right. And it's okay. And that is, relevant across anything any activity 
Yeah. I think as well, like when you're just talking that it just made me think as well about it's okay as well to like know your limits. So like if you can't do something straight away, for example, like standing up on a surfer, but also things like for me, endurance is a big thing as well. And it's like little things like running for a train. Like <laughs> I actually ran for a podcast recording in London. I was meeting Lauren and I honestly, I winded myself. That's how I can't like, I don't like enjoy running. For me, a, a run is a walk, a good walk ruined, right? So it's about finding what you love. But also, yeah, I like to push myself too far. But I've done that in a lot of circumstances because other people are running or other people are, you know, like even if I go out with Matt, for example, on a bike ride, he'll kind of be ahead of me. And I'm like, oh, God, I need to keep up. And I just want to say that for anyone listening that's thinking like, oh, I want to walk, but I can only do 10 minutes. It doesn't matter, does it? Like 10 minutes is fine. I think probably one of the reasons why I hate the gym as well is I remember having an induction with a guy who put me on the treadmill for 10 minutes at like a really high speed and was also trying to talk to me. So he was like, so what are you here for? What do you do for work? All of this. And I'm like, (gasps) and I was like, I don't think I was sick, physically sick, but I I definitely felt very, very ill and unwell afterwards. And so naturally I'm going to be thinking, well, the treadmill is not for me. Like that's why they call it the dreadmill. Like, oh, it's awful. Right. Right. And so I think it's really important that we do just kind of like know our own limits and listen to our bodies and that whether that's food, whether that's exercise. Yeah, I think that's definitely something that I am trying to to learn and, and like just listen to my body and go at my body's pace. You know, if someone who was straight size walked into a gym and maybe they know their limits, it's quick for society and people to accept they know what their limits are. And as plus size, larger bodies, it's we're not supposed to do we're supposed to push and just sweat and and the reality is that right (laughs) you're like what are we doing and and it's okay to be where you are I mean there's I'm very mindful of the limits of my body there's a lot of times I've walked into spaces and I felt like I had to prove myself as a larger person and, and that I have to do it a certain way and I have to do the burpees that look crazy and Ooh. right and I ended up pushing my body to the point of where you know I was I would injure myself and I was I'm like is this worth it <laughs> no and it really took me into the listening learning to listen to my body it's okay if it looks differently if I move slower if I have to take breaks it's it's okay it doesn't make your journey any less valid, any less impactful. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. I think that's really important. I love. So there's going to be um, so many people listening and genuinely myself included. I've got, I, you know, I really want to start moving my body for my mental health as much as my physical health and my general life well-being. But there are people out there who are petrified to get into fitness or into wellness. So as literally my new queen of everything (laughs) and mine (laughs) you know would you have a couple of tips for us just to say you know how to start absolutely and I mean I think it keeps going back to this out of the box don't think that fitness has to look the way that it's always looked for you you know when I decided to change my journey and make it about joy it actually was not being in the gym and it's okay you know maybe it was a walk maybe it was a dance party in my living room for five minutes it's movement for my mental health and there are no rules there Mm. there are literally no rules and if that's where you need to be to start then discovering movement in your body where you are 
it's okay. I mean, it doesn't have to be an hour on the treadmill. <laughs> and to say that, honestly, at the beginning of my journey seven years ago, it was doing five-minute dance parties in my living room. That's where I was. That was the stamina endurance that I had. It was where my body needed to be. And to say that starting there and exploring what movement has looked like has then led me to become a surfer that I dreamed about doing, it's all valid. I did not have to sit in a gym and, mm. you know, <laughs> go through all of that torture <laughs> to get to where I wanted to be. And so let that be, you know, if one example of probably many that are out there, that there is another way for you to move that makes sense for you. And it should be joy. And ask yourself, you know, am I having fun? Am I enjoying this? And if you're not, then don't do it. <laughs> it's okay, right? You don't have to be there. I think it is. It comes back to joy because there is such joy. You know, I've, I've recently come back from holiday and where me and my best friend went to the beach at 6am for a sunrise swim. I, I, I'm not really a swimmer. So much joy. The, the most joy that ever joyed. <laughs> and it's lovely. And that's what it should be. And it's just, a, you know, another factor for you having, you know, good mental and, and life well-being. Yeah, it makes me feel like encouraged as well to like want to do more and also not to beat myself up if all I can manage in a day is... 10 minutes dancing to some soundtrack while I'm cooking dinner or something because I, I think I do beat myself up a lot um, and I also I feel like it's for me like I feel like I've got a really long way to go until I'm like classified as like physically fit rather than having an end goal I think it should just be like like you said like joy of movement trying things that are kind of out of my comfort zone and actually not thinking of it as this kind of like giant head on just kind of small steps basically and not beating myself up sometimes because I do sometimes feel like oh my god I can't believe I've let myself get this unfit and get this fat and like I really beat myself up for it so I do like genuinely feel like quite inspired now and like less hard on myself like the more I learn the more I talk to people like you to do what feels right well I know that you have inspired so many people and I know that you will from doing this podcast so thank you so much thank you I want to join a dance party now dance party celebrate (laughs) your body and what it can do today you know I've been in I've had injuries where I couldn't move at all right and that to me have been moments that remind me that I should celebrate what my body can do when it can do it, no matter what that looks like. Because there may be a time where you can't do the things that you're able to do in your body right Mm -hmm. now. And what a disservice to yourself to not celebrate that every day. We're all amazing. We're our bodies are amazing. We only got one. <laughs> so we need to, yeah, that's it. to yeah. celebrate it and enjoy it. This has been amazing. I'm so so happy that you joined us. Thank you so much, Kanoa. God, I love Kanoa so much. I love her. And since we recorded it, I've been having like really good chats with her on Instagram as well. Oh, and, like, have I'm you? just obsessed with her because I kind of want to try rollerblading and I literally yes! had, there was no one else in this world I could go hi Kanoa could do you think I could do this and she was obviously like yes of course you could do this <laughs> so I'm obsessed with her love her right so to wrap up this episode this week guys uh, I wanted to share this DM with you that I got because it made me cry twice I'm probably going to cry again reading it so bear with me it was from one of our lovely listeners and someone who follows us on Instagram and she said I've lost and gained a hundred pounds twice I've struggled with my weight and body image issues since I was a little girl and I'm finally okay with my size I do parkrun every Saturday because I want to, not because I have to. I go to the gym because I want to. I do dance classes and spin classes because I love the way it makes me feel. It's not punishment anymore. Finally, I'm free thanks to you. 
But the main impact has been in my teaching. I work as a head of year 11 and my girls are constantly coming to me with their body image issues. I hold their hand and say to them, the way you look is the least interesting thing about you. Let's talk about all the wonderful things about you instead. Thank you for empowering me. I love myself now. And because of you, my girls wore the prom dresses that they always dreamt of, not the ones that made them look skinny. Wow. And like, the, like I, wow. I ended up having conversations with her and stuff. And she was just like, she said that she'd been a teacher for 15 years and she felt like she had imposter syndrome. Oh, really? And she felt for, like for the first time that she was able to actually impart something to these young girls. It's incredible. Like just gives me goosebumps. Goosebumps, like, right? I literally, I, I was on a train when I read it and I absolutely bawled my eyes out. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. No, it's so lovely to hear. And we also wanted to use this section at the end of our episodes to answer any questions you have. So make sure you send them in our Instagram at goloveyourselfpod or email golove at crowdnetwork.co.uk. One we had this week from Sarah is what is your go-to meal deal? Lauren, what's your That's what's your such go-to a good question. Well, obviously you go for uh, whatever drink is the most expensive, the £2.60 <laughs> drink. So you get your money's worth, people. <laughs> Uh, mate, I don't know. I don't, I I enjoy me a Caesar wrap. Oh, okay, that's disappointing. Um, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Why? What do you have? Uh, I'm a sucker for a coronation chicken. I have to say. Oh, I can't with yeah. raisins near my face. <laughs> <laughs> in my creamy chicken I don't need it no I love coronation chicken bag of crisps always a bag of crisps obviously Dr Pepper Zero love of my other love of my life sorry Matt I don't like Dr Pepper Zero but anyway (laughs) thank you so much for listening to this episode I really enjoyed it it's one of my favourites I know we say that all the time but genuinely it's actually one of my favourites thank you so much and we love you all we'll see you next week bye Crowd Network, a place where you belong.